This is Isaiah 43. I'm going to read verses 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Forget the former things and do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? God says this. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. I'm going to read it one more time because I do believe it's powerful. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We're going to break this scripture down over the next three weeks. And we're starting a three-week series called New Starts Here. New Starts Here. And today we're going to talk about forgetting the past. God wants to set you free from your past. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for your word. Thank you that you're going to speak to our hearts in just these few minutes that we have together. Jesus, I thank you today that you love us that you're for us and that you have a plan for our future. I thank you that you didn't come to give us just a better life, but you came to give us a brand new life. Thank you that new starts here because new starts with Jesus. We give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Can I get a big loud amen, everybody? Amen. Thank you, brother. So uh, God starts this amazing passage of Scripture by saying before you walk into your future, you first must forget your past. So this is a series about new things, and this is a series about a new thing that God wants to do in you, and yet God knows something that we must be reminded of, that before we can walk in the new thing God has for us, many times we have to let go of some old things. And God has a plan to move you out of the old. He, he doesn't want you bound to your history forever. He wants to set you free from your past. So he says, before we can move forward, we're going to have to deal with where you've been in order for you to walk in everything I have for you. Recently, I walked uh, into Starbucks and I drove in and there was a guy who was double parked. Now, um, if it would have been an accidental double park, I, I wouldn't have cared because, you know, we all do it at times. But he was like purposely double parked like at an angle. Y'all ever seen that? Like you just want to slash their tires, right? Okay, well, maybe not. We're in church. We can't. He's double parked. Now, listen, if it would have been a Bentley or a Rolls Royce or I'd have been like, you know what? I'm not even going to hate on the player. Just go ahead and, and do your thing. But this dude was in like a 1988 like kind of Trans Am kind of Camaro thing. Like old, but not old enough to be vintage. You know what I'm saying? Like old, but not cool old. You know what I mean? And it was just, it was rusty and just ugly. But this guy thought he was awesome. So he had like a Trenta unicorn frappuccino. You know what I'm saying? Like diabetes in a cup. And he had that thing. He had to hold it with two hands. It was so big. And he's just leaning up on his Camaro, just loving life. And as ladies were walking into Starbucks, he was hitting on them. <laughs> hey, ladies, how are you doing this morning? Getting a coffee? It's like, no, dummy, we're here for a Coke. You know what I mean? It was like, yes, we're here for coffee. So he's doing this, and I'm, you know, I kind of look at him, and I'm like, all right. So I walk in, and here was the thought I had. The thought I had, I bet this guy was awesome in high school. 
Y'all know what I'm saying? Like, I bet this dude was the captain of the football team. I bet he was the quarterback. Like, this guy was probably just, oh, let there be light. This guy was probably just awesome. You know what I'm saying? Like, like he was just the coolest guy, and he was never able to break out of that. It kind of reminds me of, not that I watch movies, but y'all watch movies, so I want to be relevant to you because I'm a preacher. I'm a man of God. All I do is pray and read the Bible, but you guys watch movies. Have you ever... Have you ever seen Napoleon Dynamite, Uncle Rico? It was Uncle Rico in Vegas. He lives here. So he's just leaning up. He's doing his thing. And here's what I thought. Poor guy. He's still stuck in 1987. It's 2018, but his mind is in 1987. But you know what? I think that can happen to all of us. We can be here physically, but emotionally and mentally, we can be somewhere else. We could be stuck in a past hurt. We can be stuck in a moment of abuse. We could be stuck in a tragedy, or we might even be stuck in a great season of our life. Come on, the good old days. Christians love to talk about the good old days, how good church was, and how good music was, and how good basketball was, and how football was really football 20 years ago. And here's the problem. We can get stuck there. And we're no longer able to embrace what God has for us right here, right now, because emotionally our heart is still somewhere else. I'll let you clap. Go ahead. I, I felt good about that. Now, here's the thing. I think that if we've made mistakes, and we've all made, if you're like me, you've made mistakes. I think when we read Isaiah 43, we go, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to forget the former. I'm moving on from that. I'm not going to do that anymore. Jesus is going to set me free from that. But in reality, Isaiah 43 is not only about bad things. It's actually about good things. God takes the children of Israel on this history lesson of I delivered you from Egypt, and, I, and you got through the Red Sea, and I did this, and I did this, and I made a way. And he's building their faith. And then he says, but now I want you to forget that. Because I'm doing a new thing. Because, see, even good memories can become a trap. Even the good things we can get stuck in. Because, see, here's what the enemy wants to do. The enemy's mission is to steal your hope. Hope is future. So if the enemy can get you stuck in condemnation, he'll get you stuck there. But if he can get you stuck in a past victory, he'll get you stuck there. As long as you're not looking forward. But God said this, he said, I know I've been really good to you, and I know I've been very faithful to you, but I even have more for you. Today, God would say, was it bad? It can get better. Was it good? It can get gooder. That's my GED talking right there, all right? So God doesn't want past victories to limit you. And he doesn't want past defeats to stop you. He said this. He said, forget the former. This word forget in the Hebrew language is what our Old Testament was written in. It's a very interesting word, zakar, that means this. It means stop mentioning. Y'all know people who all they do is talk about the past? Yeah, okay. That silence proves you're probably married to them. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> there was one dude like... He said, stop mentioning the past. Number two, it means to listen to. I don't know if you knew this, but your past has a voice. And it's talking. And it's, it's telling you 
what was, was better than what God wants to do. This last word for this Hebrew word is protect. Do you know that we can protect our past? We can sugarcoat our past? Make it something it wasn't? He said, don't keep protecting it, talking about it, or listening to it. And then he said, and do not dwell on those things. This word dwell means to pay attention to. This word dwell means literally to possess. See, I can get in my car, and if I drive forward but only use my rearview mirror, I'm only going to go so far before I hurt myself or hurt someone else. Here's where the enemy wants us. He wants us trying to move forward while staring at our past. And he said, you've got to let go of that thing because you're possessing it. And friend, I want to tell you, if you will possess your past, you will eventually become possessed by your past. So I had a friend, we were playing golf, and uh, he began to open up about his marriage, and he began to share about some frustrations he was having. And I, I immediately got frustrated because I know his, his wife. And it was his second marriage, and I mean, his wife's great. And I said, man, she's amazing. She loves God. She loves church. She loves you. <laughs> that's a miracle. All the men said amen. I mean, that's a miracle that our wives love us. You know what I mean? And so I said, she loves you. She loves your kids. She loves your dog. I mean, you know, this, this, she's great. And he goes, yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know. And he goes, I guess, I guess I just really miss my ex-wife. Come on, ladies, just let those claws out right now. Just let it, just. Now, now y'all got frustrated. I got real frustrated because I heard about his ex-wife. This girl was jacked up. This girl was a country music song. She stole his house. She stole his truck. She stole his pets. She didn't like his kids. I mean, she was terrible. And I said, what is wrong with you? She is awful. She was so mean to you. She was so mean to your kids. She left you for another man. What are you talking about? I was just, I was just going crazy. And he goes, I know, man. I know, I know. But boy, could she cook. <laughs> Y'all, pastoring is stranger than fiction. Okay, the things we hear. You know what he was doing? He was protecting his past, sugarcoating it, listening to it, telling himself it was better than it was. And if we're not careful, we will create something behind us that the enemy will use to steal the faith of what God wants to do in our future. And in reality, he had been possessing his past, and now he was possessed by his past. So the enemy will use your past as a thief to steal your hope. Let me remind you of Romans 15. God is the God of hope. Man, God has a hope for you. God has a future for you. God has a plan for you. God has better days for you. David said it like this in Psalm 27. I would have given up if I wouldn't have believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. David said, I would have quit if I'd have been bound to my past, but I was able to look into my future and say, I know God has a plan for my life. Now, when I say forget the past, God is not saying that it's literally going to leave your memory bank. that It's going to leave your brain and you're physically not going to remember it anymore. But to forget the past means that I remember it, but I'm not bound to it. 
My past is no longer the emotional anchor in which I live my life. Does that make sense? I'll never forget the memory, but I don't have to be bound to the memory. I can actually think about it, and it doesn't have to break my heart. I can actually think about it, and it doesn't have to make me sick. I can actually think about it, but it doesn't rob me of my future. Why? Because God has set me free from it. And I can even honor my past. You know, you can honor the good that was before. But just don't let that honor of the past steal what God wants to do for your future. So my past is a part of my story, but it's not my whole story. It's a chapter in my book, but it's not my whole book. It's a part of my life. I won't deny it. I won't lie about it. I won't hide it. But at the same time, I'm not going to try to resurrect it all the time. Some things I just got to stop talking about. Some things I just got to stop listening to. Some things I just got to move forward because God has all of this great stuff in front of me that he wants to give me. But as long as my hands are filled with where I was, I won't be able to receive what he has for me. Friend, new starts here, but for you to walk in the new, you're going to have to let go of the old. And I think we've taken on this thought that I don't think is completely wrong, but it's this thought that says time heals all wounds. I just don't think that's true. I think God heals all wounds. God does it. And by the way, God can do it for you. Because I know people who are 20 years removed and it's still as fresh today as it was then. I know people, it happened a lifetime ago, a marriage ago, years and years ago, and yet they're still bound to it because time doesn't heal. God heals. God can heal that wound. God can heal that heart. God can mend that brokenness inside of your soul. You know, there's people that I never thought I could forgive, but God has allowed me to forgive them. It wasn't time, it was God. There are some memories that were were as real to me the day as they were the day it happened, and yet God has healed me. Why? Because God can heal. God can set you free. God wants to set you free, and he wants to lift that off of your shoulders. Why? Because he has something so amazing for your future. So Joseph, towards the end of his life, He said it like this, Genesis 41, 51. God has let me forget all of my troubles. God let me forget it. He actually named his son forget. He named his son Manasseh as a celebration. That though Joseph had been through so much, God gave him the power to forget. And God will help you forget. See, as long as you're still broken from that memory, you'll never be able to use that memory to heal somebody else. But if you'll let God help you forget it, and now you're no longer bound to it, you can now use it instead of it using you. 
And so now you tell your story, you tell your testimony, you talk about your great victories and you talk about your great defeats and you talk about the mountain high moments and you talk about the valley low moments and, and you're able to now tell your story from a place of healing to say to other people, if God did it for me, he can do it for you. If God was faithful to me, he'll be faithful to you. If God could let me forget my troubles, God will let you forget your troubles. If God could get me through that season, he can get you through that season. And that's what it's going to take. So friend, what do you need to forget? I don't know. But maybe this week you do some business with God. Who do you need to forgive? Jamin, how do I know I still need to forgive them? Because when you think about them, it still hurts. Your stomach goes, You turn that aisle to get milk, and there they are. And you go, I don't need milk anyway. It's bad for me. I need almond milk. I need need to go on a diet. I'm fasting, you know. Thanks, bro. Y'all know what I'm saying? See him at the soccer game. Hi. Who do you need to forgive? Let me have the worship team come up. The whole team. We're going to worship. Who do you need to stop listening to? What do you need to let go of? What's the thing you're possessing that's currently possessing you? The promise of God is for freedom from your past. Freedom, freedom from failure. Freedom from past limitations. New starts here. I want to sing uh, yes and amen. Q, I'm sorry. Didn't tell you that. New starts here because new starts with Jesus. Let me give you one more scripture. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Anyone, anybody, anyone who belongs to Jesus Christ. Me? Yeah, you. Anyone. You know what I've done? Anyone. You know what I did last night? Anyone. You know I just got out of jail? Anyone. You know what I'm planning on doing tonight? Anyone. Do you know what I'm addicted to? Anyone. Do you know what I do for a living? Anyone. David, can I come to your church? Anyone. Y'all going to have to get used to me yelling. It's less awkward if you yell back. Because I'm not going to stop. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person, not a better person. Yeah, man, I'm just trying to have a better life. No, God is promising you a new life. Dr. Ravi Zacharias said it like this. Christianity is not a stretcher for the broken. Or excuse me, yeah, a stretcher for the broken. But it's a resurrection for the dead. We're not just here to give you a stretcher. We're not just here to give you a crutch to kind of have a better life. It's a full-blown resurrection, baby. It's a brand new life. It's all new. God can set you free. God can change your life. The old life is gone. The new life. It has begun. Friend, do you need Jesus today?
want to give you an opportunity. Jamin, I'm already a Christian, but do you need freedom today? I want to pray for you. God wants to help you. God wants to move your life forward. I just want you to know this. This is not a a church that is going to every week tell you that the sky is falling and the world is ending and that God is frustrated. Because if God was frustrated, I wouldn't be here right now. I'd be dead. God loves you. And He's thinking about your future. This is a good news church. It might actually rub you the wrong way because Maybe you've never heard good news. Maybe you've just heard religion. You need to clean up. You need to clean up. Well, that hasn't helped you, has it? (laughs) This is why Colossians would say, there's these religious teachers that tell you, see no evil and hear no evil and speak no evil. And the apostle Paul would say, but that can't change your heart. Only Jesus. New starts here not this church, not city like new starts with Jesus. Hey, Jabin, I don't know Jesus, and I want to want to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior of my life. I, I want to place my faith in what He did on the cross for me. I want forgiveness of sin. I want a brand new life. I want to know that heaven is my home, Jesus is my Lord. I want to walk away from this old life. This stuff is destroying me and it's destroying everyone around me and I'm tired of it. I know God has a better life for me. I know God has a new life for me. I know God has something for me. I know he has something for my family. Preacher, would you pray for me? I want to pray for you right now. But here's what it's going to take from you. It's going to take you bending your knee to Jesus. It's no longer you who live, the Bible said, but it's Christ who lives through you. It's taking on his life. Amen. I I need that today. Would you just bow your head and close your eyes? If you're in this room right now and you would say, Jabin, I want to give my heart to Christ, or I have walked away from God, I've backslidden. And today I want to come home. I want to come back to Jesus. If that's you, we're going to pray. And you're going to pray out loud, and everyone around you is going to pray as well. And God is going to hear your prayer. Every person in this room say, Jesus, forgive me. I turn away from my old life and I turn towards you. I believe you died for me on the cross. You took my place. You were buried. And on the third day, you rose from the dead. Make me brand new. I belong to Jesus. Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life in Jesus name just in this sweet moment of prayer if you just prayed that prayer for the very first time or if you're coming back to God you want to rededicate your life to the Lord because you've just you've gotten messed up with a lot of different things and you need to come home if that's you I'm going to count to three when I when I hit three you're just going to boom you're going to shoot your hand up And you might feel uncomfortable, that's okay. You might feel like, are people going to look at me? That's okay. But you're not raising it to me or to you or to anyone around you. You're you're letting God know you're serious. 
Jabin, that was me. I just prayed that for the very first time or I'm coming back to God. One, two, and three. Can you raise your hand? Can you raise your hand? Can we put our hands together? Raise your hand. I see you. I see you here. Oh, come on. Let's give these guys a big clap. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Why don't we all stand to our feet? We're going to sing. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody got some stuff they want to let go? I'm going to invite you in one moment. We are all in this room going to lift up our hands to the Lord. And when we lift up our hands, I just want to ask you to give that thing to God. Just say, God, I want to start new. I want to start again. I need a new beginning. I want healing from that past hurt. I want want freedom from that memory. I want to be able to forgive that person that hurt me. God, help me to forget the former things. Help me to stop dwelling on the past. And help me to look forward towards you. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Everyone in this room, just lift up your hands. And I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness. And I will rest in your promises. My confidence is your faithfulness and I will rest in your promises my confidence is your faithfulness and I will rest come on lift it up today my confidence is your faithful come on faithful say Faithful you are, faithful forever you will be, faithful you are, and all your promises are, all your promises, all your promises so Jesus today we move forward I pray that over these next three weeks you speak so clearly so gently and yet so powerfully so that we can move into all you have for us and I thank you for it in Jesus name I want to pray one more prayer before you go We are a church that believes that what happened in the New Testament can happen today. So if you've ever read the book of Acts or you've read through the Gospels, through the ministry of Jesus, we believe that all of that can happen today, that Jesus heals, Jesus delivers, Jesus fills people with the Holy Spirit, and that our words carry power and that prayer can move mountains. This is a miracle 
church. And I want to pray for you today if you need a miracle. Maybe you're fighting a disease. Maybe your family's just going through hell and you're just saying, man, I need a breakthrough. Maybe you're up against the wall financially. I don't know what it is, but here's what I know. If it's big enough to worry about, it's big enough to pray about. And I know God, He can do a miracle in your life. So we're kind of one of those hand lifter churches, have you noticed? Like we clap and lift our hands. We do a lot with our hands, okay? I preach with my hands. If you need a miracle today, I want to pray for you. No one's going to touch you. No one's going to do anything like that. But I'm going to pray for you. Can you lift up your hand to the Lord? Let me pray for you. Ooh, Jesus, I pray for your healing power to flow right now through this cafeteria-turned-sanctuary. I pray that right now cancer would be healed and would be driven out of bodies. I pray for spines to be corrected and knees to be corrected, for shoulders to move properly and for pain and aches. And I pray for hearts right now, physical hearts to beat properly and correctly. I just speak healing right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you said you would provide for all of our needs according to your riches and glory. So I thank you for every financial need in this place. You're meeting it. You're breaking through. You're providing with overwhelming provision. And I pray for families right now. I pray for breakthroughs with children. I pray for breakthroughs in relationships. I pray for forgiveness to flow, healing to flow, repentance to flow. I pray, Lord, I thank you that you have a plan for our families. And help us, I pray in Jesus' name. This is my prayer. And I thank you that even this week, we will see the miracle in our life. In Jesus' name, can you say amen? Let's give God one more big, big, big shout of praise, everybody.